Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Friday, September 29th, 2023. I'm your host, Ephraim Jr., and today we pulled Apollo's frock. You know what? I forgot it was fuck around Friday and I pulled Apollo's frock and I was listening to the crystal clear remastered version from Scarlet's Hidden Treasures that was recently uploaded to Spotify and all streaming services. Have you heard of this? Have you heard of Scarlet's Hidden Treasures? Did you realize that she put it out the same time that Scarlet's Walk came out on vinyl? It was a scarlet month. September has been a scarlet month. Beautiful red vinyl, beautiful Scarlet's Hidden Treasures. They sound amazing. And I was listening to Apollo's Frock, perhaps for the first time, studio version, on repeat, on a streaming service. This song is gorgeous. To me, this song encapsulates what I love about early Tory. And I never would have said that Apollo's Frock was early Tory when it came out. But looking back at the at our lives, we've lived a whole life here. Looking back at our lives, it's definitely early Tory, right? So this song has, if I'm being, maybe not, I can't say unequivocally because I haven't thought about it very much, but it's certainly one of the later and most recent and final really long instrumental intros. I think it's beautiful. I think the whole intro to Apollo's Frock feels like she sat down to record Apollo's Frock and played herself like into the song, played herself into the moment. And so it's really, it feels really authentic and it feels, it's just gorgeous. Every time, no matter what time of day, there's a siren. Have you noticed? I don't know. It's supremely irritating because, you know, I'm so aware of my surroundings at all time. I like I my, I'm looking down the street to see where the siren's coming from and when it's going to go away more importantly. I lost my train of thought, but the point of this all is what a beautiful song. And I want to talk about she says, "Do you remember? Well, I remember amid the clashing of swords, I'm losing you in my rear view." And to me, this song this song is like a delicate balance between two really opposing ideas. And I'm just going to be as honest as I can be here um, about what I think the song is about. I truly in my heart of hearts, I don't know if I I don't know if I'm right. I don't know if I'm right, but in my heart of hearts, I believe the song to be about Steve Caton. I believe this song to be about their relationship and how it kind of came to an end. This song, there's early traces of this song, I think before Donut Song in 1996 on a radio show. So the whole like intro, the whole like first verse comes from earlier, at least the first verse. And maybe like Violet's Eyes, she was working it out for a really long time, it seems. But there's traces of the song from nearly seven years earlier, whatever that is. So this song exists in a form in her head, right? I feel like with everything that happened, with her and Caton and Caton leaving them officially professionally breaking up under what I assume are not amicable circumstances. It feels to me very much that like, cause I am tired of you taking from me and I have let you eat from the fruits of my tree. I am not the one to turn into a laurel wreath for the last time you have crossed my line. And I feel there's such a powerful statement there. And then the song has this inherent duality to it because right after that, there's a kindness shown to this person, this person that has officially crossed my line, she says, then immediately says, you could never see that Apollo's frock was always as beautiful as the saddest rainstorm, as beautiful as your sisters. So 
just makes me feel like she's saying you had your own beauty and you had your own gifts and that if you had examined yourself and examined your own gifts and appreciated it and been proud of it and nurtured your own gifts, then you maybe wouldn't be taking from me or maybe you wouldn't be so angry at me or be comparing yourself to me if you could see that you are as beautiful as the saddest rainstorm, but too much you're in this game of comparison. So this song to me has this duality, right? This just kindness, this like really deep understanding, like this deep sensitivity for the other person's pain, but also like a firm boundary. Like you have crossed my line and it's not happening. And you and your predators were warned if the cubs were drawn in, I'm cubs. You know, we are cubs, I think. We, the audience, are cubs. We, the fans, that we, we the people that go to the show, are cubs. I think Tasha's cubs. We're cubs. You and your predators were warned if the cubs were drawn in. For the last time, you would have officially crossed my line. She changes tense there. If they are drawn in, you will cross my line. And you knew that. You would have officially crossed my line. You knew that. But still, there's a kindness there that comes from deep friendship and maybe a deeper relationship, like a deep understanding of each other, a soul understanding of each other. Obviously, the music they made together is really incredible. So I, of course, what can I take into my day? <laughs> Here we are on a Friday, and I'm just thinking about life. I don't know if it's, this seems to be like a weekend thing and I'm not sad. I'm sitting here with my little cup of coffee. Listen here. I can't drink coffee when I'm sad. I can't do anything when I'm sad. Um, I'm drinking my coffee. I've got my little, um, Alaskan, what's it called? My Alaskan head, head scarf on that Maggie told me never to wear in public. And I agree, but I wear it here in my house when I'm wearing my little bathrobe to keep warm on top of my PJs. So I'm here cozy, happy, but it's a shame. It's a real shame when a beautiful, deep friendship comes to an end in a bitter way. Like, it's different if you drift apart and you can always kind of text each other. My friend Amanda texted me tonight. My friend Amanda, who's like my childhood best friend, I would still count her as one of my best friends in the entire world. We don't talk very often because we are adults and have our own separate lives. But man, she knows I'm always there for her and I know the same. And she texted me. She was at a, I don't know what it was. It seemed like an open mic or something. I don't know. But whoever was on the mic was doing 90s songs, including Alanis Morissette. Ironic. And all I wrote back to her was, it's a, the two words, it's a, it's a. And she responded back with a laugh. And that goes back to the time that we could not get into the pay-per-view taping on 9-24-99. We were trying to get to the pay-per-view taping and our car exploded and we just didn't make it. And we were running. Finally, when we got there through the Mansley Bay, we're running to get to the concert just in time to see Alanis Morissette take the stage. (laughs) We went through hell for nearly 24 hours and we got there right as Alanis Morissette came and took the stage and then we were so tired we were sitting in our wonderful seats really fantastic seats one of us fell asleep me and amanda were just sitting there with no energy and the only time we like really perked up was during ironic and alanis morissette she would say it's a and then hold the microphone out to the audience so that they could complete the line and then she'd bring it back and she said it's a and then the audience would scream black fly in your chardonnay it's a and it was so fucking funny. It's a, it's a, and that, anytime we talk about Hannah Moore's set, that comes back up. Anyway, the point is, that was a lovely memory that I just had. Okay. 
Um, the real point to me is, though, that it's really sad when a friendship comes to a regretful end and that the beautiful memories that you made together as friends for a very long time are tarnished. And that, like, there is a duality in the way you think back on it because it's like, yeah, that was amazing, but, like, also, you know, parts of it really sucked. So you just, I guess, have to, if I'm thinking back to Tori and Kate and, like, you have to, like, make a decision. If I'm Tori Amos, like, obviously we're making beautiful music together and is it worth, is it worth it, you know? And when you get to the point where you're trying to cut out the negative from your life, you know, the people who've gaslit you, the people who don't understand your experience, the people who want to take from you and, and don't see you for who you are, when you get to the point of wanting to cut those people out, you know, the music isn't as important, you know? Like, the good times that we had aren't as important as the bad times that we seem to continue to be having. And man, it just sucks. It really sucks because there's a lot of things that we did together that were fun and I'd love to remember them, but it's easier for me to not remember them at all because remembering them recalls the pain of them ending, you know? It recalls that those things don't happen anymore and how, you know, how everything changed. So... I'm feeling Apollo's frock today, and I think, I don't know, I don't know what the, what the message is from the bag. I think it's to try to live a little bit, A, I would like to try to practice more grace. I would like to give people grace, you know, not assume the worst, except for my coworkers, not assume the worst of people, and assume that everybody's operating with the best intentions. The Four Agreements, we've all read The Four Agreements, right? The book, The Four Agreements, I had to read it when I started my job. You expect that people are doing their best and operating with the best intentions and give them grace. Now, until you're proven otherwise, okay, fool me once. So that's what I think, because if this song is about what I think it's about, that, and again, allegedly, I have no way of knowing anything. This is just what I really pull from the ether when I hear this song. It just like comes, it sits in my lap. It sits in my lap and it says, hello, tell my story, Anastasia, I will tell your story. <laughs> so that's just what I think but um you know what was I saying I've lost my oh yeah like I would like to show people grace and I would also like to uh have a great compassion and retain the love for someone who where the love has been lost you know like where the experience has turned sour I would like to get myself to be as human and as compassionate as the character, the lead character in the song is, switching from, you have crossed my line, I'm setting my boundary, to you are beautiful as well. Like, you, I hope that you one day see that for yourself. And I hope that you one day recognize your strengths and that I see your strengths and that I can still say that. That's what I would like to get to. I'd still like to, I'd like to be able to have my good memories apart from my bad. I'd like to be able to distinguish the two, you know, and I'm working on it. I'm working on it, but it's fine. Everything's fine. Let's do the fuck around Friday. We didn't get very many questions, so that's a good thing that I had forgot it anyway. Maybe I didn't nurture it enough. Maybe it's my fault. I don't know. Let's see what we can answer. Oh, we did get quite a, we got some, we got some. Yeah, is, are people over fuck around Friday? Do we not like fucking around on Friday? What is happening? Do we not like a little mini Tory concert? It's fine. I'll do what people want. You just tell me. Give me ideas. Okay. Number one. Am I just being lazy? Girl. <laughs> okay. I want to find out. I'm shaking the bag. Oh, wait. Can you hear that? Hold on. I'm going to put... I forgot. I was wearing a robe and it was cloth on cloth. I don't think you could hear it. Okay, I've shaken, I've shaken, I've shaken the bag. 
Uh-oh. Okay. Here we go. Am I just being lazy? My guess is no, but the bag says... Oscar's theme, yes. Oscar is a lazy studio dog. Oscar is just laying around in the studio. Or is that Pete? Pete's the studio dog. But Oscar's also a dog, right? You're lazy dog. All right, next one. Will the pain ever go away? You know what? It hurts me deep inside to know that we are all in a really weird, sad state. Like this country, I was listening to Start Here, my the first podcast I listened to every day yesterday, and they said the name Donald Trump. They were talking about fucking, did you know that the Republican debates had happened a couple nights ago? I didn't even hear about it. I didn't even know. That's how far away from the right I try to stay. But anyway, there were the debates and someone said Trump's, I'm like, I don't care. Like, why do I still hear his name? It's like, it is forced, it is like I can't listen to the news without having to confront this person again and again and again. Like, there, I wish there was a way to, like, filter his name out of the podcasts. I don't know. Will the pain ever go away? Not that that's what you're in pain about, but we're all, like, this timeline is suffering. Um, will the pain ever go away? Give me, yes, Anastasia. Give it to me. It is Suzanne. The pain does go away in Suzanne. The, Suzanne's a love song, right? Suzanne... I don't know the words to Suzanne. This is what happens. I am not good with being put on the spot with Leonard Cohen. Suzanne lyrics. Oh, Suzanne Summers. No, Suzanne lyrics. Suzanne takes you down. Oh, that's right. I remember this one. Suzanne takes you down to her place near the river. You can hear the boats go by. You can spend the night beside her. And you know that she's half crazy. I don't like that word. And you know that she's half crazy, but that's why you want to be there. And she feeds you tea and oranges that come all the way from China. And just when you mean to tell her, you know, I'm about to cry. I don't know why this song is like touching me and I'm only reading the lyrics. That's the power of the song. Uh, And just when you mean to tell her that you have no love to give her, then she gets you on her wavelength and she lets the river answer that you've always been her lover. Oh my God. And you want to travel with her and you want to travel blind and you know that she will trust you for you've touched her perfect body with your mind. And Jesus was a sailor when he walked upon the water and he spent a long time watching from his lonely wooden tower. And when he knew for certain only drowning men could see him, he said all men will be sailors then until the sea shall free them. But he himself was broken long before the sky would open. Forsaken, almost human, he sank beneath your wisdom like a stone. And you want to travel with him, and you want to travel blind, and you think maybe you'll trust him, for he's touched your perfect body with his mind. Now Suzanne takes your hand, and she leads you to the river. She is wearing rags and feathers from the Salvation Army counters, and the sun pours down like honey on Our Lady of the Harbor, and she shows you where to look among the garbage and the flowers. There are heroes in the seaweed. There are children in the morning. They are leaning out for love, and they will lean that way forever while Suzanne holds the mirror and you want to travel with her and you want to travel blind and you know that you can trust her for she's touched your perfect body with her mind. And I think that means that the pain does go away. I think that um, it will go away eventually. It will go away. I trust Suzanne. I believe in Suzanne. Suzanne will take you there. I believe in you, Suzanne Summers, Suzanne Sugarbaker. 
I believe in you. Okay, will he finally leave his wife for me? You know, I want it, I want the story. Tell me the story. Message me immediately with the full details. Will he leave his wife for me? You know, of all the people I've slept with, it's always the straight guys. I, you know, and straight is, and I hate when people are like, oh, straight, quote unquote. But no, straight, your sexual identity, the way you identify is how you identify. If I were to accidentally fall into bed with a woman, it wouldn't make me any less of a flaming homosexual. I'm still gay. So that would never happen, by the way. But anyway, it's the straight guys that are the most chaotic. It's the straight guys. I've never had one leave their wife ever. Not that I've ever wanted them to, but maybe you, you know, maybe this is different. I believe in you. If that's what you want anyway. If that's not what you want, you know what? I fe- I'm so sorry to tell you. I did pull a song from the bag and it slipped right out of my hands and right back into the bag. And so I don't know what song was originally yours, but it wasn't meant to be yours. So to make up for it, I've pulled five. I pulled five for you. Little earthquakes. Let's put these in like a chronological order. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. I'm seeing it. Okay. I see a story. I see a vision board for these five songs. Little earthquakes. It's rocky to start. Then sweet sangria. Balmy days, right? Wednesday. You're domestic. You've got a cat. You're waiting. Our new year. You're looking back on things. Maybe this will be the one. Your new year. And then 97 Bonnie and Clyde. It was not. Sorry, it's a chaos. Most of the signs are good. Four of the signs out of the five songs are good. So yes, he will leave his wife. And I want to know this. I want to know the second that he does, okay? Um, You can count on it. The Torquil never lies. Next one. How will the transition go with my new promotion at work? Thanks, Torquil. You got it. All right. How will the promotion go? Okay. Oh, my God. Little drummer boy. And it fell on the ground. Come, he told me. Smoothly, like rhythmically, like you were meant to be there. I'll play my drum for you. He's very good at it. He's very good at playing his drum. He was born to play. You don't know anything about this boy. Have you thought about it? You don't know his name. You don't know his age. You don't know what grade he's in. Hair color, nothing. All you know is that he plays a drum. And so that's all you need to know. That's all he's good at. That's all he's known for. He's good at it and he's known for it. So that tells me your work is right on board with what you're good at. So I think the promotion will go really well. Do you see my train of thought there? Okay, the next question, I picked it up from the ground. Little Drummer Boy. Okay, can we have a fight song for the upcoming election season? All right, Torkel. There's never been anything more important. Can we have a fight song, please, for the upcoming election season? If it's not, yeah, oh my god, I was gonna tell, I was gonna tell, oh, never mind. All right, Twinkle, fuck, a fight song, sure, well, I guess we'll still have to shine, I guess we have to shine on, we'll have to let our light shine, oh no, like, the Apollo's frock was always as beautiful as your sister's that your light shined on, his light playing guitar shined on her, you know, and he, she's saying you were as beautiful as I was, you know, we were all beautiful. So anyway, Twinkle, I don't like that. We're doing it again, Torkel. Everybody gets a redo. I believe in second chances here. (laughs) Okay, can we have a fight song for the upcoming election? Putting the damage on. What the fuck? That's 
Twinkle and putting the damage on? Boys for Pele, I think, is what the bag is saying. Boys for Pele, the fire, the rage, all of it. That's our fight song. Yeah. <laughs> Sacrifice these old white dudes to the fucking volcano. Mitch McConnell freezing up. What do you think about re-election in three years? Well, uh, and then fucking freezing. You're not going to make it three years. How embarrassing. I'm sorry. The harm he's caused to homosexuals, my people, the harm. There's more sirens. It's fine. Sirens also a fight song. Here we go. What? This is the last one. This is a very long episode, I'm realizing. What energy do I need to channel to be as good at, as Ephraim at the New York Times crossword puzzles? Listen to these sirens. Can you hear them? Oh, I don't know if you can hear them. Anyway, any time of day, no matter what, it's downtown, I guess. It's the cost of it's the cost of being a big city girl, you know. Mm. Okay, this person, I stole puzzling from this person. This person did a puzzle a day, like a quiz a day on their Instagram, and I loved it. Okay, what energy do I need to channel to be as good as me, as Ephraim, at the New York Times crossword puzzles? I'll give you my secret if you want to know. I'll hold on. And I'm not that good. Bliss. <laughs> Bliss. That's what it is. You have to want it. You know, nothing's getting in if you don't want it. So you have to want to be good at the New York Times crossword puzzles. You have to want it bad. And you have to just uh, let your body receive it. You know what I'm saying? You have to want it. And you have to want it deep inside for yourself. Not for anybody else. You need to want it for yourself. And that will open up the floodgates of you understanding and being good at the crossword puzzles. That's what we're talking about. And also a trick that I told my friend Maggie is that I'm sure you know this. Everybody knows this probably, but I think the New York Times reuse. I mean, I know the New York Times reuses a lot of the clues. So like, for example, I think the word ago as a, as an answer was in like three puzzles in a row last week or two at least. And then arf as a dog sound constantly reappears and like how to spell like assistant abbreviation ASST is always used. There's a lot of things that are always reused. And you know what? Monday, I, I'm not very good because I will, I've, it's been a long time since I've been able to complete a Saturday or a Friday. I can always get, usually, I have no problems getting them because they get harder as the week goes on. I don't know if you know that. The New York Times crossword puzzles. All seven days a week, I can do the mini crossword. It's like six questions and it's like, I can usually do that in under a minute. But that's just because I'm like, I can't do it in the morning. I was like, I let my brain fire on all cylinders. I got to be like firing. I got to be popping off, you know, then I could do the mini. But then the big one I could do always get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday done. Generally, no problem with like lengthening times as the days go by. But then Thursdays always give me trouble. Fridays are nearly impossible. Saturdays are always impossible for me. It takes me like an hour or two hours if I'm ever going to do a Saturday. And then Sunday's not as hard as Saturday. Saturday is like the hardest day of the week. But my friend Jess Butler turned me on to this website where they talk about, it's like a person that talks about the crosswords and finds the themes. Now, I never was at that level. Jess Butler, if you want someone who is good, if you want to follow someone who's good at crosswords, Jessica Ren Butler, Electra's Tongue on Instagram, That this former bachelorette is killing it she's killing it i aspire to be jessica ren butler in all things in all aspects particularly in fashion <sighs>
This was fun, I guess. <laughs> this was good fun. This was good fun. I will talk to you next week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I'm no longer doing Thursday episodes. That wasn't a mistake. I've decided to stop doing Thursday episodes because Tuesdays I'm always out. I'm like at Tuesdays or I'm at the goth night at the precinct. So Wednesday morning, I'm always like struggling. And then Wednesday's my early day at work because I don't have to teach on Wednesday. So I'm usually there at nine. So like you try partying till 2.33 in the morning and then getting up and being at work, freshly hiding your hangover at 9 a.m. You try it. I can't then, I can't do a Thursday show. So I've decided to cut the Thursday show. So that's the new change in the schedule. I hope that's okay with you. I hope that's okay with you. I suspect that it is. Thank you for the grace. And one more thing I wanted to tell you. Oh yeah, I wanted to tell you about this hot person that I came home with Tuesday night. Cute person, very cute person. Brought him back to my house because he was talking some major shit to me. He was talking shit that he could kick my ass in Smash Brothers and also Mario Kart. And I said, well, if you want to prove it, like that's my apartment and you can see it from right where you're standing. And inside that apartment is a Nintendo Switch. And this very famous video game streamer and performer said oh you have a switch huh you think you could kick my ass and I was like yeah I'm actually very confident that I can and so we came <laughs> and then my friend who was there she's like you should go home with him you should just go he's really good so that you know she's a great wingman so then this person came to my house and I did in fact kick his ass multiple times in Mario Kart and we both, turns out, really are bad at Cuphead. I thought I was good at Cuphead. I'm terrible. I Like, I haven't played Cuphead in so long. I'm terrible at Cuphead. Can anyone get past the first level? Anyone. If you can get past the first level, I don't know. But anyway, I did kick his ass, and it was kind of a turn on, you know? It's like if you are a drag queen, and you go to drag queen performance night, and it's your first performance, not your first, but like you've been secretly performing in your home for yourself, and then you get called to the stage, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, La Chica Mojada. And so you get up on the stage, and you perform, and then right after you, they're like, and now for our headliner, Katya, or Alaska Thunderfuck, or Willem, or somebody like huge. And then they perform, and then you're like, well, I'm just going to go home and throw away my makeup and wipe off my tears. And then you win. And then they're like, and the winner of this event was not Katya or Willem or Alaska Thunderfuck, but it was La Chica Mojada. <laughs> That's your drag name. That's my drag name. So anyway, it means the, the wet woman, the wet chick. Anyway, whatever. Have a good day. I'll talk to you on Monday. Wait, was there a point to this? Oh, yeah. The point was you can accomplish anything if you're confident. You know, and I, when I said I could kick his ass in Mario Kart, I wasn't sure that I could because I knew that he was famous for doing things like that. And I was like, no, he's, there's no way in my mind, but in my mouth out came, oh yeah, you want to come over? And I did it. I accomplished it. I accomplished the goal. I accomplished several goals and I have a wonderful evening. Goodbye.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.